John D. Rockefeller, the oil magnate that's widely considered the richest self-made man in modern history, with an approximate net worth of around $400 billion in today's money, even after giving a substantial amount of his fortune away. And yet, he started from very humble beginnings. John D. Rockefeller was born into a large family with a father who was frequently absent and was regarded as a con man who sold worthless potions. So from a young age, John needed to help provide for the family and took on odd jobs like looking after the neighbor's turkeys or selling potatoes and candy. Even though these things didn't pay a lot, John was really good at them and worked really hard so he was able to save enough money to start offering small loans to other people. So even as a young boy, that entrepreneurial instinct was there. But when he turned 16, he dropped out of school and got his first real job as a bookkeeper, earning just 50 cents a day. However, after working there for around two years, his employers still refused to give him a meaningful raise. And so he decided to start his own produce business as he had a goal to make $100,000, and he knew he'd need to build something of his own to reach that target. Luckily, this first job had already taught him a lot and gave him the experience, connections, and reputation to raise $4,000 for starting his own venture, a business selling goods like meat, hay, and grain, which did well. In the first year of trading, it made almost half a million dollars. Of course, Rockefeller didn't keep all of that himself. A lot of it went back into business expenses and loans, but it meant when a big opportunity arose, Rockefeller now had some real money to invest. And that opportunity was oil. In 1859, the first American oil well was discovered, which began the Pennsylvania oil rush. However, Rockefeller realized that whilst most people were trying to get rich from drilling oil, the bigger profits were actually in oil refinery. So at just 24 years old, he used the money from his first business to build an oil refinery. Now, around this time, he met a man named Henry Flagler, who was interested in investing in his business. And so together, they incorporated the Standard Oil Company and began the process of buying out all the smaller nearby oil refineries that they were in competition with. Whenever any of these refineries refused to sell their business to him, he simply started selling his oil at a loss so that all their customers flocked to him instead, which would put these smaller companies out of business. These kind of practices allowed the Standard Oil Company to keep expanding across the entire country. They kept buying out rivals, undercutting competitors, and cutting costs wherever possible. The more they grew, the more negotiating power they had, so they could push for better rates and prices and discounts on everything. Rockefeller was also known for some secret shady deals. And so, with all of these factors combined, by the 1870s, Rockefeller's oil company owned 90% of the world's oil refining industry. He also hired the owners of the oil refineries he bought as board trustees, which meant that all the smartest oil experts were all working within one super company, with Rockefeller at the head of it. He owned 20,000 oil wells, had over 100,000 employees, and at the very peak, some estimate its total value would today have been worth almost a trillion dollars. 
this kind of empire was pretty unheard of, but Rockefeller wasn't done yet. At this point in time, the two biggest industries were oil and railroads. So Rockefeller set out to do a similar thing he'd just done with oil, with railroads. However, as he began monopolizing another industry, he also began to become a bit of a public enemy. He was depicted as the ultimate symbol of corporate greed and cruelty. In response to Rockefeller's ever-growing empire, legislation was passed to try and prevent these kind of monopolies. In particular, the Sherman Antitrust Act was passed, which would lead to the breakup of Standard Oil into different subsidiaries. Except, over time, many of these subsidiaries would simply merge back together and are still around to this day, such as BP and Chevron. And since Rockefeller kept his share in all those companies even after they split up, it meant that at the time of his death, he was still the richest person in the world and likely the richest self-made man in all of modern history. Now, what should we actually think about John D. Rockefeller? On the one hand, he made oil an affordable commodity and brought it to the masses. He went from nothing to building a business empire that may never be matched again. He gave around $540 million to charitable causes, which, when you adjust for inflation, makes him one of the most accomplished philanthropists ever. However, on the other hand, Rockefeller was a greedy, ruthless tyrant of business who often bullied, extorted, and exploited others on his merciless path to dominance, especially the tactics used to crush the competition. Biographer Ron Chernow argues his good side was every bit as good as his bad side was bad. Seldom has history produced such a contradictory figure. But what's undeniable is he will always be remembered for his insanely vast fortune and the impact he had.